I think about the uh, just stories, sort of stories. He not he not only had illustrations, but um, in each illustration there was a, a little essay explaining the illustration. Have you got how the elephant got its trunk there? Yes. That was mm. one of my favourites. Mm. And uh, the sing-song of old man kangaroo, <coughs> which is actually written in a kind of rhythm. Not always was the kangaroo as now we do behold him, but a different animal with four short legs. He was grey and he was woolly, and his pride was inordinate. He danced on an outcrop in the middle of Australia, and he went to the little god Ngwa. He went to Ngwa at six before the breakfast, singing, saying, Make me different from all other animals by five this afternoon. Up jumped Ngwa from his seat on the sand flat and shouted, Go away! He was grey and he was woolly. And his pride was inordinate. He danced on a rock ledge in the middle of Australia, and he went to the middle garden Quing. He went and Quing at eight after breakfast, saying, Make me different from all other animals. Make me also wonderfully popular by five this, af- this afternoon. Up jumped Quing from his burrow in the spinifex and shouted, Go, agree, go away! He was grey and he was woolly and his pride was inordinate. He danced to a sandbank in the middle of Australia, and he went to the big garden Kwong. He went in Kwong at ten before dinner time, saying, Make me different from all other animals. Make me popular and wonderfully run after by five this afternoon. Up jumped in Kwong from his bath in the salt pan and shouted, Yes, and it will. And Kwong called Dingo, Yellow Dog Dingo, Always hungry, dusty in the sunshine, and showed him kangaroo. And Kwong said, Dingo, wake up, Dingo. Do you see that gentleman dancing on an ash pit? He wants to be popular and very truly run after. Dingo, make him so. Up jumped Dingo, yellow dog Dingo, and said, What that, cat rabbit? Off ran Dingo, yellow dog Dingo, always hungry, grinning like a coal scuttle ran after kangaroo. Off went the proud kangaroo on his four little legs like a bunny. This, O oh beloved of mine, ends the first part of the tale. <laughs> he ran through the desert, he ran through the mountains, he ran through the salt pans, he ran through the reed beds, he ran through the blue gums, he ran through the spinifex, he ran till his front legs ached. He had to. Still ran Dingo, yellow dog Dingo, always hungry, grinning like a rat trap, never getting nearer, never getting further, ran after kangaroo. He had to. Still ran kangaroo, old man kangaroo. He ran through the Thai trees, he ran through the mulga, he ran through the long grass, he ran through the short grass, he ran through the tropics of Capricorn and Cancer, he ran till his hind legs ached. And, uh, well, oh, oh. But, uh, yes, he, he had to. He tucked up his front legs, he hopped on his hind legs, he stuck out his tail for a balance weight behind him, 
and he hopped through the Darling Downs. He had to. Still ran Dingo, tired dog Dingo, hungrier and hungrier, very much bewildered, and wondered when in the world or out of it would old man Kangaroo stop. Then came Kwang from his bath in the salt pan and said, It's five o'clock. Down sat Dingo, poor dog Dingo, always hungry, dusty in the sunshine, hung out his tongue and howled. Down sat Dingo, old man kangaroo, stuck out his tail like a milking stool behind him and said, Thank goodness that's finished. <laughs> then said Kwong, who is always a gentleman, Aren't you grateful to yellow dog Dingo? Why don't you thank him for all he has done for you? Then said Kangaroo, tired old man, tired old Kangaroo, he's chased me, chased me out of the homes of my childhoods. He's chased me out of my regular mealtimes. He's altered my shape so I'll never get it back. And he's played old scratch with my legs. Then said Kwong, perhaps I'm mistaken, but didn't you ask me to make you different from all other animals? as well as to make him truly run after. And now it is five o'clock. Yes, said Kangaroo, I wish that I hadn't. I thought you would do it by charms and incantations. But this is a practical joke. <laughs> Jokes and Kwong from his bath and the blue gums. Say that again and I'll whistle up Dingo and run your hind legs off. No, said, Kangar said the Kangaroo, I must apologise. Legs are legs, and you didn't alter them so far as I'm concerned. I only meant to explain to your lordliness that I've had nothing to eat since morning, and I'm very empty indeed. Yes, said Dingo, yellow dog Dingo, I am just in the same situation. I made him different from all other animals, but what may I have for my tea? <laughs> then said Kwong from his bath in the salt pan, can ask? Come and ask me about it tomorrow, because I'm going to wash. So they were left in the middle of a. So they were left in the middle of Australia. Old man kangaroo and yellow dog dingo, and each said, "That's your fault." <laughs> um, which is the other one in there where they repeat? It's the ah, oh, somebody's curious, and the, the, there's the repetition of the. I know, was it? Is it the armadillos? He was. He kept asking questions and being told off. And it's it's the rhyme. It's it's rhythm and rhyme is so much easier to remember than straight prose. And this this had a a repetitive bit to it. Uh, Can I look in the book? Yes, certainly. It was the elephant's child. It was full of satiable curiosity, courteosity. Yes, wasn't yeah. he? Mm -hmm. And he kept asking people for things, and they. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the one I liked. How long is it? Ah, oh, there's a lovely picture of him. And this chunk is so long. Might be too long to read. You know, there's a poem about the camel's hump. The camel's hump is a 
oh, yeah. ugly lump, which, well, you may see at the zoo. But uglier yet is the hump we get for having too little to do. Mm-hmm. Kiddies and grown-ups too, ooh, ooh, if we haven't enough to do, ooh, ooh, we get the hump. Camellia's hump, the hump that is black and blue. <laughs> yes. We climb, go on, you go on. The cure for this ill is not to sit still or froust with a book by the fire, but to take a large hole and a shovel also and dig till you gently perspire. <laughs> and then you will find that the sun and the wind and the gin of the garden too have lifted the hump, the horrible hump, the hump that is black and blue. I get it as well as you, ooh, ooh, if I haven't enough to do, ooh, ooh. We all get the hump, we all get hump, camellia's hump, kiddies and grown-ups too. <laughs> yes, the, the, the fact that he, for each story, he had a rhyme, as well as, um, as well as an illustration, and generally a little... Essie explaining the uh, the illustration. What does say about say about that lovely illustration of the elephant then, who's eventually got its trunk? That one. This is the elephant's child having his nose pulled by the crocodile. He is much surprised and astonished and hurt, and he is talking through his nose and saying, "Let go, you're hurting me." He is pulling very hard, and so is the crocodile. But the bi-coloured python rock snake is hurrying through the water to help the elephant's child. All that black stuff is the banks of the grey, great, grey, green, greasy Limpopo River. But I'm not allowed to paint these pictures. And the hot, the and the hot, and the bottly tree with the twisty roots and the eight leaves is one of the fever trees that grow there. Underneath the truly picture are shadows of African animals walking into an African ark. There are two lions, two ostriches, two oxen, two camels, two sheep, and two other things that look like rats, but I think they are rock rabbits. They don't mean anything. I put them in because I thought they looked pretty. They would look very fine if I was allowed to paint them. It was, it's a great grey, greasy Limpopo River. It was that, the repetition yes. of that. Yes, the great grey, green, greasy Limpopo River. River. All fenced about with fever trees. Fever trees, yes. Mm. I loved reading those to the children at school. Because yeah. they would all join in every time that yes. sentence came along. They'd join in, which was nice. It was one of these poems that became a popular song. I forgot who the... I've never sailed the Amazon, I've never reached Brazil, but the Don and Magdalena, they can go there when they will. Yes, weekly from Southampton, great steamers white and gold, go rolling down to Rio, roll down, roll down to Rio, and I'd like to roll to Rio some day before I'm old. <laughs> There's a, a novel by a great woman novelist and writer who um, she wrote 
one of her novels was after leaving Mr. Mackenzie. Uh, and uh, there was another one that she wrote, The Wide Saragossa Sea. Ah, Jean? Reese. Reese. Reese, yes, a Welsh name. Jean Reese, but uh, she, she grew up in one of the Caribbean islands. Um, and uh, and uh, say she had a somewhat sad life in that um, she never had enough money and hadn't been really brought up to earn a living for herself. And uh, therefore, in uh, she moved to Paris in the 1920s or 30s, and there was. Uh, supported for a little by the, the writer Ford Maddox Ford, who was a, a very good writer and, a, and quite a strong supporter of writers. Uh, D. H. Lawrence was one. And, um, uh, but but, uh, yeah, but uh, in her book, After Leaving Mr. Mackenzie, she, she's this situation of a a woman who has too little mon money is not much good at she she tries working for a living in a shop but you know she's very bad at it and um, but, it, but it ends with her it mentions the uh, the fact that the barrel organs in the streets of London are playing this song rolling down to Rio and uh, and the poem ends with that line but daily from Southampton great steamers white and gold go rolling down to Rio roll roll down to Rio I'd like to go to Rio someday before I'm old and it's a, it has a huge weight of Regret and melancholy. Yes, there is, isn't there? Yes. Yes. There is. It's funny in... Uh, I think it's in Yeats's... Is it Wasteland? Is his line about... It's not... That's not Yeats. Come on. Keats? Uh, sorry, Yeats. No. Uh, you know Yeats. No, Wasteland. No. Wasteland's by... Oh, God, mate. This is terrible. The great Irish writer. Yes, when you get home. Ah! Yeats. No, it's not Yeats. Yes, it is. Is it? I don't think it's Yeats for the wasteland. Elliot. You're right. Elliot is, uh, yes. Elliot is the wasteland. It is, it is. But, um, so that's when you in, go, in, well, no, in it, four, it, is it, sorry, is it the four quartets also? Yes. Where he says, and when you, you get back to your beginning. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's one that I... No, you're, you're right, it's Elliot, of course. <coughs> but he, he has in the wasteland... Um, uh, he mentions that there's a... a, 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 a church... In central London, which strikes an hour with a with 
the dead note no, on the, the dead sound on the last note of ten, but he also mentions that the walls of Magnus Mater hold something, something splendor of, of something white and gold. <laughs> I can't remember it now. Oh, I know. You get the rhythm in your head mm. and some of the words, but not all of the words. But it's that, uh, the use of white and gold and how great steamers, white and gold, and the walls of Magnus Martyr hold inexorable splendour of Ionian white and gold. Thank you.